Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 135 in Edmonton. It's Brendan Escott here steering the ship home ahead of game three. This opening round series, Oilers Los Angeles Kings tomorrow night, live from Crypto.com Arena in the City of Angels. Bob and Jack on the call after 8 o'clock. First things first, though, tonight at Rogers Place, it'll be bumping. Second round of the Western Hockey League playoffs opening up, and it's the matchup that uh, I think... I think people in the circle were were maybe hoping would come to fruition. It was a great rivalry between the Oil Kings and the Red Deer Rebels all throughout the regular season, each team winning five of the ten games in which they met. So they are not separated by a lot. To find out exactly what separates these two teams, we turn to today's headliner, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Might just be the best you've ever tasted. Search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. It's the head coach of the Oil Kings, Brad Lauer. Brad, appreciate you hopping on as always. How's it going today? Well, it's going well. It's going well. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. The pleasure is all ours. A 4 nothing series win over Lethbridge in the first place to get to the spot you're in tonight, Brad. So maybe if you could yeah. just recap uh, what you thought of your team's performance, uh, six goals against in, in those four games. So you must have been pleased on the defensive side of the puck, certainly. Yeah, I, I really liked the way our 5-5 five and five game was going and the way we played the first round. I think... Um, Obviously, there was a lot of excitement uh, in Game 1 or leading up to Game 1 all because cause it's been two years since we've had playoff hockey for our league and um, guys are extremely excited. And, you know, I really liked... Uh, we've made adjustments through every game and I really liked the way our players were able to adjust and go find little, little uh, um, corrections uh, going from game to game. And I really thought... Um, as we moved through the series, our 5-5 five and five game was, was really good. Curious what you thought about your team's response to what I imagine was just increased energy in the buildings and people there. Uh, you yeah. know, it, you've got to have, obviously, one of the nicest barns in the entire WHL, but it's a little cavernous. Yeah. It's a little bit bigger unless you get it filled up. So were you happy with uh, with the environment that the guys were playing in there in that sense? Yeah, I mean, it's always, I mean, we'd always like to have a lot more, or a few few more guys, but honestly, considering where we've been uh, coming out, out of uh, COVID and stuff like that, and, and just down the stretch here, I really think the, 
you know the fans have really started to come out and, and you know support our support our our team and you know it's been really good it's a lot of energy i mean i was at game one with the oilers uh, the other night that energy in there was was something else you know something i haven't seen in a long time so um, you know, we had uh, not quite the same atmosphere, but again, it's great to get people back in the barn, and it's it's exciting to to feel that that energy in the barn again. And plenty of players on your team, Brad, that can electric electrify that crowd at any moment. Dylan Gunther yeah. has done it all all year long against Red Deer in particular. We know what the pedigree is there. Uh, yeah. Just talk about his performance in that first round and what he meant to the success. Yeah, I think uh, you know one thing with Dylan, he's really you know this this is a good this is a time for your your superstars, your leaders, your your guys that really elevate their game, and uh, Dylan uh, has done that so far in the first round. I mean, he scored in every every game that we played. Um, you know, he's one of those guys. Is he's, he's a game changer. He's a kid that can. He's a kid that can shoot it, um, and you know one thing, you know he really and he likes to shoot it, and that, that that's that's something that that's nice to have. Um, you know, when your lineup is a guy that uh, one is a good shooter, but two enjoys shooting the puck, and um, you know he did a really good job for us the last round against Lethbridge. I don't know if it's too simplistic to ask this question, but who mm-hmm. typically is the one setting up Gunther in those scenarios? Is it Josh Williams? Uh, you know, yeah, it's Josh in the, on the power play. You got uh, Jake Neighbors; he's working with. Uh, you know, he's, we have Justin Sort of, who's a centerman. That he's playing with those two have kind of found a chemistry to to uh, as, as a line um but yeah and, and then you know the other one is is uh Gooley's been really good on the power play you know getting the moon uh sliding over onto him on the half wall and he's able to get his shot away so it's done a few few ways but um one thing with dylan he's a he's a guy that uh that the one area i really find that he's improved is getting himself into open areas and not just into into op- not into just uh, the wide open areas but into tight areas and, and being able to get a shot shot away Chatting with Brad Lauer from the Edmonton Oil Kings. Jake Neighbors has a game that seems to be tailor-made for playoff hockey. Has mm-hmm. he stood out since the puck dropped in the postseason? Yeah, his game is his game is getting you know, he's he's that type of guy that can play those those heavy games, uh play uh, that forechecking, hard-hitting uh, contact game, and you know he definitely was a big presence for us against Lethbridge. I mean, they were a big team, and uh, he's going to be leaned on again this series. Obviously, playing Red Deer, who also has a big team, and um, you know we we expect uh, big things from Jake this series. Can you give me the scouting report uh, after ten games in the regular season? I'm quite mm-hmm. confident you know Red Deer very well, and you guys you, you split them. Some of those uh, were very close games. I think seven yeah. of ten, Brad, were decided between two goals or so. So it, you guys are a very um, competitive team with Red Deer. It seems. Yeah, it's it's been good. It's been you know I've obviously we've uh, some of the games at the beginning of the year we didn't have the team we had. Uh, we played them four of the last six games down the stretch here of the season. And, Obviously, those were were very emotional, energetic games. Um, you know, they're a big, heavy team. They got some good. They have a couple good players on their team that can can are game changers. Um, you know, King can definitely score 52 goals in our league this year. Uh, he can definitely bring it. Baines is definitely a 20 year old that had I think led the league this year in points. So they have two two dominant players that we got to be aware of when they're on the ice. But um, they're a team that uh, can play. They're very systematic. They've got great t- details. Um, you know, it's going to be a good series. I expect it to be a long series. 
Um, I expect it to be a physical series, and uh, it should be a lot, should be a lot of fun. Well, Red Deer did go six games with Brandon, so I'm wondering mm-hmm. what you guys have done to sort of maximize the extra time off that you would have had after sweeping Lethbridge. Yeah, you know, we we took a couple days off. Uh, you know, coming out of, out of Lethbridge, we had some guys who were a little bit banged up. Um, we're able to get them back and healthy again. Uh, then we spent a week of, of practice just kind of fine-tuning our game, and uh, we kind of sensed a little bit that it was going to be Red Deer, but obviously Brandon definitely made it very interesting. But, um, you know, our practices were were a little bit designed for, for the team we thought we were going to play and, and, and work on some things, and, you know, it builds us, it builds us up for tonight's game. As far as managing emotions and that sort of thing goes, you've got a, a yeah. maybe not a young team, certainly not by Western Hockey League standards. Yeah. You yeah. have so many options in that dressing room with guys that I feel like have been in those high-pressure situations, either you know playing in an NHL regular season game or the World Juniors or what have you. Yeah. Do you. Do you get the sense that there's a lot of um, self-policing, I guess isn't necessarily the most accurate <laughs> word, but you see where yeah. I'm going with this, Brad, where the guys have been there, they understand how to, to negotiate these situations, so maybe a little pressure off of yourself as the head coach well yeah i think there's there's definitely that that helps having those the leadership group we have having some of the guys that you talked about that have been through some big games and then not only that but have played them at christmas time and and with the world juniors we've had those guys in those those moments but you know energy is energy it, it's it's that's a thing that you got to be able to channel the right way and uh you know i, I found you know, going into Leftbridge, there was extremely a lot of energy, a lot of wasted energy because guys are so hyped up because they're so excited getting into the playoffs and playing. And I think we learned um, a lot from the first round of controlling our, our emotions and making sure the highs and lows, uh, they don't get too high, we don't get too low and try to keep a keep it kind of on a level field. Obviously, you're going to have moments in the game where it's going to get a little bit up and down. But uh, for the most part, our guys have done a really good job of trying to keep it level. Any X factors that maybe aren't featured among the eight NHL prospects that you guys boast? Who, who, when you show up to that rink as a spectator, could you be surprised by in terms of what uh, what they're able to do? Just whether it's energy that they bring or, or maybe offensive flair that doesn't get talked about enough. Yeah, well, I think a guy like you know our our, our twenty year olds have definitely gone gone. Flown on, flown on the radar as far as our as our team goes, but they've been a big part of our our team, I and mean, we put a lot of things, uh, you know, pressure, and we ask a lot front of our twenty year olds. And Josh Williams and Carter Such have done a tremendous job. Kubitschuk on the back end is a very physical defensive, but he's a kid that um, has a has an extremely good shot and 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 has put up some good numbers for us. And you know, those, those three guys have really done a great job for us as twenty year olds. And and uh, kind of got uh, maybe not as much talk about because of the guys we have in our locker room, but they're still a huge part of our team. Appreciate the time. Good luck in this second round here, Brad. Great. Appreciate it. That is Brad Lauer, head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings. 7 o'clock tonight at Rogers Place. They take on Red Deer. Round two, game one, Saturday night. They are uh, back at the Raj once again. Then it flips down to central Alberta. But as Cam Moon was talking about about an hour ago on this very program, why not make the trip down? If you've got nothing better to do during the day, jump in the car. Take the hour and a half trip down for game three and four. It's going to be great hockey. Again, they split the season series right down the middle, did Edmonton and Red Deer. So excited to see where they find the separation there. In the meantime, we'll take our last time out on Oilers Now. Brandon Escott, Cody Jansen back in a moment. 
148 in Edmonton. Let's not waste any more time. The final NHL Central scouting rankings came out today. So for the update there, we go to Cody Jansen and the Prospect Report brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork. Custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com today. What's the latest? Shane Wright took the top spot amongst North American skaters in Central Scoutings. Their uh, final rankings for the 2022 entry draft. Left wing Gerd Slavkovsky of TPS in Finland. The Slovak is a top-ranked international skater. And the top-ranked North American goalie Tyler Brennan out of the Prince George Cougars program right now ranked number one amongst netminders interesting logan cooley is somebody who when we were watching that uh the u18 tournament that was just on a week or so ago uh, he really stood out and that u.s national development team is always going to look better than most of its competition they play together all year uh cooley's been sort of number one or two or three for most of the season but i i just thought he really stood out i haven't watched the young russian kid play maybe that's the difference well, I, I think for Cooley, what kind of screwed him over a little bit is the World Juniors getting cancelled because he was buzzing around during their preseason game and their first game, and right there could have made a huge difference in him honestly pushing Shane Wright for that number one spot. Like, there's people who think his ceiling might be higher, higher based on the way he skates. And there's a lot of people that are saying that this last calendar year for Shane Wright has really cost him a lot of development. And I don't know, again, I don't watch him enough to know how much to to really buy into that but this is a player who was a runaway number one over it was pain for Shane and now I think it's plight for right or fight for right one of the two you know they always give the draft moniker right but it got to a point where he wasn't necessarily the clear-cut number one pick and that might only have been a month or two ago right there was some questions about his ceiling after this year is he still, though, the clear-cut number one? Or is there a chance, like, the Olympics, that Slavkowski kid was phenomenal. And he's got an absolute rocket of a shot. But do you invest in a Russian asset, given what's going on? The Slovak. Slovak. Slovak? Slovakian. Oh, well, there you go. Otherwise, I mean, you, you could probably still make the pick and just let him percolate, as many Russian prospects do. Look no further than Kirill Kaprizov. But... Right now, I don't think any team's going to want to take that flyer. Anyway, all this talk about drafts, and you know we've got this big, beautiful building and this big, beautiful new ice district, and and you're kind of putting two and two together. Well, guess who was in town yesterday? Commissioner Gary Bettman. Reed Wilkins caught up with him on the face-off show. Bettman had this to say on the ice district and just what it means to the city here. Remember, I, I spent three weeks here uh, and didn't leave. But but to see the ice district, to see what it's done for Edmonton, and, and I think it's an important part of the post-COVID revival. It's a place for people to come together. It's a place for people to, to gravitate to, to, to have common experiences, whether it's a hockey game or a concert. It's an economic engine for the downtown area. Uh, Mayor Mandel and Daryl Cates had a vision, and... This vision is being fulfilled by this amazing arena and the buildings that have been built around it and the the yard. I mean, I spent a lot of nights in there. We had somebody who used to build the bonfire that we would sit around and have a couple of beers every night. Uh, there was a Tim Hortons truck there. I mean, but to see it in its rightful use uh, is just sensational. And as I said, Studio uh, 99 wasn't this crowded when we yeah. were all in the bubble. Seems like a lot of fun for Reed and Rob and Bob and the pre and post game show there live from Studio 99. 
which I'm told is absolutely spectacular. Gary Bettman, again, talking about uh, specifically, will Edmonton host an All-Star game or a draft? We should be bringing our major events here, including the draft and the All-Star game. With with the interruption from COVID, I don't have a timetable, but this is a place where we want to bring the league's events. And it'll happen. I just can't tell you when right now. Great news. And I think when you backed it out and looked at the bigger picture, brand new arena, state of the art in North America, you got to put the NHL draft here, man. Come on. But maybe you got to win another playoff round first before you earn the right. I don't know what they do. I don't know how they sort that out. Are you more intrigued by the all-star game or the skills competition, though? The skills competition. 100%, I agree with you. Just put it, hey, if they were going to do that thing where they shot the puck off of a big, let's let's put them on top of the Stantec Tower or whatever and just have them fire, I don't know, forget it. It could be fun, though. It could be fun. We could put them on the Walterdale, big, beautiful bridge. I don't know. Lots of time to plan by the sounds of it. Yeah, I really hope you're in charge of this. Yeah, I was going to say, I will not be the one. (laughs) I will not be the one in charge of that. Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years now. For a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations, I hear they even have some in Calgary now, go online to royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. To this day in Oilers history, this is a fun time of year for this uh, segment brought to you each day by New West Travel. Looking to join the Oilers on the road for games three and four? Well, you'd better hurry up and pick up the phone. Uh, they're in Los Angeles or so heading to. Call now or visit uh, newwesttravel.com. Go back to 1988. The Oilers beat the Red Wings 5-3, jumping out to a 2-0 series lead in the Campbell Conference Finals. They scored three third-period goals in a span of just over five minutes, pulling off the victory. Mark Messier with two goals and two helpers, while Gretzky and Curry each had a three-point night. I was a little concerned you were going to go back five years, and I was going to have to turn your mic off there. (laughs) Five years to 2017. Come back on, Cattell. Oilers up by three. Oh boy, we yeah, we'll just we'll skip on this one, Brennan, for you. Is that where the pad got held down? Was it this day? Yeah, okay. It's, it, I understand the story. I just didn't have it marked on my calendar. What Oilers fan would? I'm not an Oilers fan. I'm a broadcaster. So is Kevin Weeks. Typically, you would have heard from him today. Unfortunately, he was traveling, but he does join us each Thursday for uh, from the NHL Network and ESPN for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service electrical prefabrication and solar. Tonight, Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports here on 6.30, Chad, from 6 to 8 p.m., and I'm just digging up who he's got on. Tonight's show would include Sportsnet's Craig McTavish, Oil Kings play-by-play voice Andrew Peard, a little bit more to tee up tonight's game on home ice, U of A Golden Bears linebacker and Stampeder's second-round draft pick, Josiah Shackle, Gary Bettman, uh, you'll hear more from that conversation that Reed had with them on the face-off show last night. Great stuff from the commissioner specific to our market you'll want to tune in always a pleasure chatting with you tomorrow bob's back to preview game three between the oilers and kings it's live from crypto.com arena in los angeles is there a better arena name in all of sports right now 31 of them (laughs) keep your mic off 
Elliot Friedman should be on board too for uh, from NHL Hockey on Rogers for Mid City Construction Management. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Rob Breckenridge has you from two to three, and then six thirty Chad afternoons with Jalen and I. Brendan Escott here. So long from the six thirty Chad Studios. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six thirty Chad.